thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, Up for a Chat, about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Mara. And welcome to today's podcast, where we take you on a journey of decluttering. <laughs> Come on down. <laughs> I felt a little bit like Ernie Sigley then on The Price is Right. <laughs> Who is she? I don't know. Where who, does she come from? Who's Ernie? Ernie Sigley? <laughs> you don't know who Ernie Sigley is? Oh my God. She's a Kiwi, that's why. That explains the e- lot. Everything. Sorry. Explains everything. Declutter my mind. Okay, it's time. All right. You will be our first project. Look out. <laughs> Done. We're going to declutter your Kiwi land. <laughs> oh, no. No. No, 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 no. No, we are doing decluttering today. Tell us. Uh, well, I've. I thought it was really funny the way we're going, okay, now we, we're going to do one on laughter and we're going to do one on this and we're going to do one on that. And then all of a sudden we just went, you know, we haven't talked about decluttering. <laughs> and we all declutter. And we all love to declutter. You declutter, don't you, Karen? Well, I do declutter quite often because I am a bit of a hoarder. <laughs> Are you? Have a look around you. Have a look around It's very you. neat and tidy. Uh, you're I, a tidy hoarder. I'm a tidy... Well, Matt says that I'm a hoarder and he says that I just don't throw anything away, but... I do throw stuff out every 12 months that I haven't worn um, with the intention of purchasing new replacements, (laughs) of course. Um, And I do tidy up in my office, or I don't. I actually get somebody in to come and tidy up and make the place look a bit organised. But I do have a lot of... um, I do have a lot of stuff. (laughs) I do. I have a lot of stuff. I have a lot of shoes, a lot of undies, a lot of bras. I have a lot of clothes. Yes, I do. I confess I have a lot of clothes. She has no children. I have three three double wardrobes. I have three double wardrobes full of spectacular clothes. Oh, we're coming around. My girlfriend, my girlfriend in Sydney, that, uh, in Melbourne, that doesn't have children. She has three wardrobes. She has got the most beautiful things. Mm. She has, she's very much Italian and got oh, a classy, yes. classy Italian and has everything laid out. But it doesn't look cluttered. It looks classy. Whereas if I tried to do that, I just look like a $2 crack horse. <laughs> Just in case the listeners actually didn't hear that, she admitted. You've heard it. You have heard it on air and you have heard it right here today. She confessed a crack whore. Two dollar. Two dollar crack whore. Yes, she did. Moving on, your tongue. The only bit she missed was the skanky two dollar crack whore. Now listen here, you two. Yes. We've talked a lot about decluttering, and yes. it was one of the things when we first wrote a book together, mm-hmm. Read My Lips, there was a whole chapter in there on decluttering, and I really loved it. And I loved your story about how you came around to decluttering, so give it to us. Yeah, what was it? Years and years ago, I read this book called uh, The Western Guide to Feng Shui. And while I didn't get into where I had to position mirrors and stuff like that, what got me was the chapter on decluttering. And she basically said, the, the woman who had written it, and I think it was, can't think of her name, but if someone looked it up, they'd find her. She's a Hay House um, writer. Anyway, I, and so what happened was I read the book, decided I would declutter my house. Because what she says is when you get rid of things and 
create space, then you create space for new things to come into your life. Oh, and I love that when it comes to shoes. (laughs) (laughs) So which shoes are you going to clear in order to find new ones, huh? Yes, no, that is always the challenge. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a bit like that with running shoes, though, and, and sports gear. I just love my running and sports gear. And I have so many pairs of shoes. But the minute I give a pair of my running shoes to someone who perhaps wouldn't buy them or couldn't afford them, I've got room for more. Mm. So, and I it's love amazing. that philosophy. I love mm. it. I'm Catherine Terra Collins, I just remembered it. Am I right? Catherine Terra Collins? Okay, yeah. so it's not this one, Shed Your Stuff, no. Change Your Life. It's Catherine Terra Collins. Okay. Anyway, let me, let me tell you the story because it's, it's actually quite amazing how it all came about. So I... I because I had three children, I decided to declutter bit by bit. I didn't have time to go a bull at a gate, do it for the whole week. I just had to do it when they weren't around or when they were asleep or anything like that. So what I did was I, I decluttered every single bedroom. So I started upstairs and I went through all the bedrooms and I just got rid of all their clothes that were, you know, dirty or something like that and they weren't playing with toys and did each single bedroom. Then I went into wardrobes and I came downstairs, did the same downstairs. And then it was around January and my husband went to New Zealand and I think he took Brogan, my son. Casey went somewhere else, or to my mother's, and I was left with Tania. And Tania was, I don't know, about four or five at the time. So she was fairly easy to have around. And I got the removalists in. I got the removalists in. Oh, that's extreme. Yes, it was extreme. (laughs) And I got them to move everything out that I didn't like because we had built this brand new home uh, and we didn't have a lot of money and we built this brand new home and we had kept all our university furniture. So we had beautiful home on the water with university furniture. Stop it. So I got the removalists in and I moved everything out but the bedrooms. Like the beds. That's all they left in. Everything else went out. Had a garage sale. Um, I think I made about $2,000 in that garage sale. Wow. So I went out the next day and I bought this cabinet for a television. And those were the days when the televisions were really big. So I bought this big cabinet for my television because I thought, well, I don't want the kids watching television anymore. So um, bought that and my husband comes home from his trip to New Zealand and he walks in the door and you can imagine that there's nothing there. <laughs> we had bought a new lounge suite. That's right. We had bought a new lounge suite. So there's the lounge suite, the thing that's hiding the television set and the beds. And that's all that's left basically. We you echoing? Yes. He walks in and he goes, well, the place echoes. <laughs> and I said to him, but I said, it feels good, doesn't it? And he said, you know what it does? So could you not clutter it up again? That's what he says to me. Oh, wow. So I went, you know, I kind of agree with it. You know, we might need a few key pieces, but we didn't need to do it again. So we had gone to Anthony Robbins that uh, that time that we had done that. We'd gone to Anthony Robbins um, uh, probably six months before I did the declutter. We had decided what we wanted to do in our lives. Um, and nothing was coming together. Like Howard wanted more time and in the office and, or less time in the office, and I wanted to write my book, Changing Habits, Changing Lives. And it just wasn't coming together until I decluttered. Ah. And then I found time. Mm. And, and it was amazing what Howard found too in order to reduce his hours at work. We got an associate in. Everything started to work really well. So I wrote my book. I self-published it. And I decided to go to a conference, this um, conference. It was like years later I decided to go to this conference and there was Wayne Dyer speaking and Deepak Chopra and Louise Hay was there and it was all in Brisbane. And I'm, and there's a few guest speakers. And I'm sitting down and I'm listening to this whole 
you know, program happening. And the guest speaker is Catherine Terra Collins. Oh, wow. The author of the book about decluttering, you know, the, the Western Guide to Feng Shui. It's Terra Catherine Collins. Oh, there you go. Close. Close. <laughs> <laughs> She's changed her name. Sure. I've Googled it. Terra. It's Terra. It's Terra. <laughs> oh, it didn't unclutter my mind, did it? it? How do you spell it? T-E-R-A-H? Yeah, T-E-R-A-H. Catherine Collins. Oh, so it's Terra, not Catherine Terra. Terra Catherine. Terra All right, everybody got that? Don't confuse got it. it. So I'm listening to her and I'm enthralled. I'm thinking, oh, here's this woman who just changed everything for me. And I'm listening to her. I don't want to listen to anybody else. Oh. I just wanted to listen to her because she was talking about things and opening up spaces and et cetera. And all of a sudden I went, oh, I didn't declutter my kitchen. I forgot to declutter my kitchen. Well, I ran out of there, could hardly wait to get home and declutter my kitchen. And for four days straight, I pulled everything out of my kitchen cupboards and threw away anything that was flecked or broken or I didn't want Teflon in my house anymore and everything. I just threw out anything that wasn't good. And I had this amazing pantry. I had this amazing everything. And on the Monday... Um, I got to I got to work, and my PA at the time um, said to me, "Cindy, it's no diet day um, in May. Would you like to, um, you know, do a, um, a media release to uh, Brisbane Extra at the time? I think it was about being um, a nutritionist for no diet day." I said, "Great idea, let's do it." Well, we did. Now we had plugged my book to Brisbane Extra. You can't imagine how many times, and we did it on this day after I cleaned out my kitchen. They came back that day and they said, we'd love to do an article on Cindy. Wow. They came round uh, Easter Thursday. They said wow. they came round Easter Thursday and guess where they filmed? In your kitchen. In the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> they filmed in the kitchen. He opens up the pantry and he, this is the film, the, the, the photographer guy, the, he had the camera and he's opened up and he's going, I have never, ever in my life seen a pantry so organised and so amazing. You know, and I'd yeah, just yeah. done it. I'd oh, just done it. Isn't that fabulous? But this is what was the most amazing thing. You know, when you declutter and get rid of stuff out of your life, new things come into your life. Mm. So they did that article on me on the Thursday. It went to air Easter Monday night. By Easter Tuesday at 10 past nine, I had Maya Melbourne, because I said, Maya Melbourne, Maya Brisbane, because I said, oh, the only place you can get it is in Maya. I put 10 books in Maya Brisbane. Oh, wow. <laughs> I said, this is the only place you can get it is in Maya. And I didn't say Brisbane, I just said Maya. And um, Maya Brisbane rang and said, could we please have another 20 of your books? And then another Maya rang. Can we have another 20? Another Maya rang. Every Maya in southeast Queensland in the first half hour had asked for 20, then it was 30, then it was 40, then it was 80. Oh, my God. It was unbelievable. My books went to bestseller that day. 3,000 books that week I distributed around Myers and around everywhere. <laughs> and that was the launching of Changing Habits, Changing Life. That's wow. spectacular, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, wow. it's pretty cool. So I, I saw decluttering as something that I, I needed to do in order to create space in my life um, if I needed something it's or I wanted something. It's quite a metaphor, though, isn't it? It's like you, you think you're just cleaning out your pantry, but you have no idea what the the openings or the possibilities are going to be just by cleaning out something as mm. physical as that, yeah. how it has that ripple effect. And it just kept happening. I, so I, what I would do is that when I needed something, I would declutter. It was just this thing that I, I started to do. I'd go, right, what don't I need? And I would. what I did when I first did the decluttering um, process, when I did the whole house, is I, I had three areas in the garage. I moved the cars out and I had three areas in the garage and I had, I'm not sure if I want to get rid of this. 
This is for a garage sale and this is for Goodwill. So I actually did three sections and it's amazing. The, the stuff that I put, I'm not sure I want to get rid of it. I put in boxes and I did I, I never remembered what was in the boxes. So yeah. I gave it to Goodwill. Mm. So it was quite interesting how, how that happened. And then, and I had the garage sale because we didn't have a lot of money and I, and I felt that I needed, you know, to get some money to replace all the items that I'd <laughs> removed out of the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but these days I give straight to Goodwill because Unless it's something really expensive, but for the most part, it all goes to goodwill because I feel that because I don't need it anymore, somebody else will need it. You know, it's just a movement of, of energy, a movement of stuff, and, and, I, and you know, for the amount of money I might get for it versus them paying 50 cents or a dollar for it, mm. which may give them lots of happiness. I figured that's the way I want to do it. Mm. But so what happened, which, which really cemented this whole decluttering for me, was we're travelling around Australia, so... Um, Howard and I make a decision in 1992 that by the year 2000 we will be in a bus with our three children and we will travel Australia for as long as it takes us to get round. So, and I think our idea was about two years. So, and we can do that in another podcast because that's an amazing story on itself. Oh, yeah. yeah. But we got to um, what happened was as we travelled, it was my turn to start making money. So Howard had been the chiropractor and the, the main breadwinner. We'd sold his practice and we we decided that um, as we travelled, I would speak. So we'd go to a town, um, I'd set up a talk, and in 10 days' time, we'd, we'd do it in 10-day periods, and I'd get on radio and because nobody went to country towns. Mm-hmm. So I'd get on radio and be in the newspaper, be everywhere, and um, we'd, we'd set up a, a place for maybe 30 to 50 people, but we'd make sure that we could move to a bigger area if we had to i remember one town we we had this one place and it was for 30 people we had 200 people come wow in this little country town That's in western amazing. australia so what we would do is we'd, we'd set up a talk i'd sell one book that's all i had was changing habits changing lives that's it so i'd sell that book and i had pitched um my cookbook to my publisher which was penguin so i pitched the the cookbook and um it, they didn't want it they, they weren't interested in my cookbook. They wanted to see how well Changing Habits, Changing Lives did first. So it had been about a year since Changing Habits, Changing Lives had been released and I'm travelling all over Australia selling books everywhere and when I'd leave, bookstores would say that they would sell 60 to 80 more books after I'd left the town. So Penguin knew I was doing a good job. Mm. So I get to um, Exmouth. Now I want you to know Exmouth, Western Australia, Right. there's not many people. Okay. I had four people at my talk. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. That's a good You were jam packed. Jam packed. <laughs> four in- people at the talk. That's intimate. <laughs> and I'm like going, we're not going to be able to keep travelling around Australia. There's nothing between Exmouth and Darwin. <laughs> oh, there's broom. This, there's broom, but there's not much else. Like there's dolphins and there's whale sharks <laughs> and there's coral reefs, <laughs> but there are there's not a lot of people. So I went, what am I going to do? The club of the bus. Have you ever tried to declutter a bus that there's not much in anyway? <laughs> oh, really? So you knew? You knew that that was how you, what you needed to do? I knew I had to do it. I knew that in order to open up something, because we, it, everything had been opened up for us, I thought, I'm going to declutter the bus. That's the only wow. thing you could declutter. That's the only thing I could declutter. And? Well, I did. I got about three boxes. A couple went to home. But the rest I just gave to Goodwill and uh, because we weren't using stuff. I mean, you know, why have stuff in a bus that you're not using? So I did that. And that day, after I'd finished the declutter, 
uh, we decide to go out to the most um, east or the most westerly point of Western Australia. And the most westerly point of Western Australia is called Steep Point. There's a phone box out there. And that's it. Oh, bless. Yes, yes. It's a, you know, you, you drive like 200 kilometres on a dirt road and there's a phone box at Steep Point. It's camping. There's nothing else there. You can only camp. There's no toilets. There's nothing. There's nothing there. It is just a phone box. And I hadn't picked up my messages in ages. So I went to the phone box and thought, oh, I'll pick up my messages because I could do that via my mobile phone. You could do that. Yeah, yeah. So I pick up my messages and it's Penguin. We'd like to take you up on your offer with the Changing Habits, Changing Lives. Oh, oh, oh they, they gave me an advance of 25000 which is, was a lot of money for oh, when you travel. Yeah. Gave me an advance of 25000 Done. Oh, my God. Oh, so good. Done. So good. That's exceptional. It was. It was amazing. I'm going to go clean. Yeah, I'm going to go clean. Can we just end the podcast now? Oh, this is a short podcast. Yeah, I'm already thinking about my kitchen. I'm looking at the office over here. I've I'm got pyjamas on my desk. Look at that. I've got pyjamas on my desk. I'm actually desk. looking at your office. It's actually really messy. I know. It's really cluttered. But granted, I am packing for Perth. <gasps> I'm just winding you up. Yeah, you tart. <laughs> Just a tart. You're absolutely right, though. And, and, and I tell you one thing, I don't know if this is a good trick for people or not or whether people actually do this, or maybe I was just behind the eight ball, but as a mother of little children at kindy, they come home with paintings mm-hmm. and artwork. You did not throw them out? No, I kept them and kept them and kept them, and I was getting this pile so high. <gasps> but they were so precious and so amazing, but... What the heck do you do with a million drawings? You hold on to them. No. I had a better idea. I figured digital photography is amazing. Ah, fair enough. Yes, yes. So I took photos of every bit of their artwork. Smart girl. And then biffed the artwork. Is that bad? No. No. No, I think that's bad. I thought I just better check. No, Kimmy. No, No. I think that makes so much sense Mm. because... I just think we we do hold on to a lot of things. Mm, mm, mm. You know, when I was cleaning out my sister's house after she passed away, I found her school reports from grade prep. Let's not talk about what was in her drawer beside the bed. No, we won't. We won't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, do you know every podcast we're going somewhere skanky? My sister will be laughing. Oh, she will oh, be laughing. So I, I have to tell you what my sister said. Okay, no, so she's she's dying. She's dying and she's on her, you know, she's dying. that story? About me? No. Okay, good. No, no. She's dying and she says to me, whatever you do, make sure you clean out the left-hand drawer before anybody else sees it beside my bed. <laughs> oh, my Say God. Say no more. Say no more. So my stepdaughter, Fran, who she was in her 30s at the time, um, early 30s? Yeah, she was early 30s. And my brother and I are all going, you go clean it out. Oh. No, you clean it out. No, you clean it out. Finally, Fran goes and cleans it out. Did they get a good word? I'm just wondering. Oh, no. What did you find? I, I can use my imagination here. Yeah. But Stay I with I... your imagination. Fluffy um, um, handcuffs. Oh. handcuffs. God, I'm thinking all kinds of conniptions and contraptions and well, I'm not going to tell anymore. I'm it's not going to talk about it anymore. Let's just say she lived a good life. She was so funny the way she said it to me. Just make sure you clean out the left-hand drawer. But you know, so funny. You're absolutely right about um, decluttering and getting rid of things. And I just, I love a house that feels really clear. Even though I've got, I feel like I've got a lot of stuff. The other day I just did a whole thing where my bookshelf, and I'm a bit of a hoarder with books, 
And I sat there and I thought, which of these books do I actually refer to? Mm. And I went through them. I culled over half the bookshelf. Wow. But you know what happened? Then we go to a conference like yesterday, and what do I do? I buy another book. <laughs> oh, did you buy a book yesterday? Yes, yes. And, but, but that's the thing I kind of figure, you, you change as you go, don't you? And you kind of, yeah. it's out with the old and within you. Yeah. Tell you something else someone said to me years ago. If it's not useful or beautiful, get rid of it. Or if it doesn't mean something to you. Or if it means something bad to you. If, it, if, it's, you know, if it's not doing something for you mm. and you're just holding it for the sake of it. You know, like when I decla- cleaned out my sister's house, I had to turf a lot. Mm. I had kept stuff, but I had to turf a lot. I went, this is how I looked at it. I looked at it, if I, when I die, what is this to anybody? Nothing. My, my kids aren't going to care about it. And they're going to turf it anyway. So it was only what it meant to me. And I was, I took me months to clean her house out. I did it slowly. And, and I just looked at everything and, and remembered and just felt everything and then went, all right, it's time to let that go. And so I would either give it to Goodwill or turf it. You know, Wayne, wow. Dyer, Wayne Dyer talks about that in one of his books. Um, I don't know if it's Excuses Be Gone or... Um, the Dao Te Ching, you know, and he That's does that right. Thing. He cleans out his whole house. He, he actually he gives, he gives away, it away everything. I think that was the including part, the, the house, the, the, the Dao Te Ching. Yeah. yeah, and he, he even I don't know if he gave the house away, but he pretty much gave it at a price. He just he said gave the first it to his offer. Wife. No, 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 no. He, he gave it to the first. It was his office, yeah. and he, he gave said it the first to offer. his administrator, he said, get rid of everything in the office. And she said, but what about all the desks and everything? He said, get rid of everything. And he actually gave it all away for mm. nothing. And his, and then she, she said, what about all your diplomas and your doctorate mm. and things yeah, like that? Yeah. I actually think he said, give it. He did. He said, get rid of it. Yeah, he didn't said, want any of it. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. And really, um, that's the extreme, isn't it? Well, you know, I think I just spent the day with my mum today because it was her birthday and my gorgeous sister um, flew up from Sydney and just totally off subject here. I just really have to acknowledge Cindy because um, the difference that you've made to my family has been extreme, Mm -hmm. absolutely extreme. My sister, I mean, my sister is beautiful at best, and she looks like an absolute vision. She, her skin is extraordinary. She's got the most beautiful feminine figure, and she's carrying herself with so much confidence and self-love now in comparison to what she's been when she was overweight. It's extraordinary. She's decluttered. Well, she has. Mm. She decluttered her body. Mm. She mm. has. I'm telling you, Cindy, it's so, it's so relevant. It's so relevant, hey. And you can look at decluttering in a whole lot of... I love the way you actually made that analogy because it's about decluttering the mind, decluttering the body, decluttering wardrobes. But but so do you mean she lost weight and you mean she... Well, here's the interesting thing about it. Um, And I will come back to my point about my mum's life and where she's at. Just remind me. You know how I get off track. I'm writing writing it down. She's writing it down. Um, But, yeah, my sister had um, a whole lot of stuff in her life, you know, when she was carrying all the extra weight including pain and heartache as we all go through. She, you know, had a separation with her husband and she went through a whole stack of pain and a lot of issues and stuff. And, of course, the weight was just all part of what she was going through in terms of her own personal pain. Now she's shared the pain and she's always been very academic. Her and my mum are incredibly academic. And um, 
now though we were just sitting having lunch together and the philosophical conversation that my sister and I and my mum were able to have was extraordinary. My sister's gone down this whole rabbit hole. You think I go down a rabbit hole? Are you kidding me? Oh, wow. My sister is the master of the rabbit hole. But her, she is so articulate and so clever that she's able to... Um, she's Maybe able... we need her on the podcast. Well, interestingly <laughs> enough, she said that to me today. She actually wanted to come, um, but she's got to fly home. But, yes, yeah, she definitely wants to. Oh, that would be good. Yeah, she definitely wants to um, to be part of it. She, you would love it. Mm. You would love it. She just totally opens up a world of... of rabbit holes. Of rabbit holes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you're right. I mean, it's cleared her physically. It's cleared her emotionally. You know, all of the pain that she's been carrying, she's free of it. Um, and now she's free to recreate something new. Um, and she's also... Um, uh, a free mentally from the perspective of now her academia is taking her down a whole other direction that she's never been before um she's she's working um at the moment and i'm sure that this is going to evolve as it does with her all the time but she's discovered panpsychism and panpsychism is a philosophical discussion or debate around the mind um, and that the mind doesn't exist inside of the human and it's amazing how her and i are always on parallel paths but Different because I've been studying um, a, a psychosynthesis, which is the psychology of the mind and the and, and uh, creation beyond the body. This, this is when this is the Kim and me glaze over. Yeah, yeah. Like we're watching her. Rabbits in headlights. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right over here, we're rabbits in headlights. <laughs> Okay, so I won't go too No, 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 no keep joke. going. But I just want everybody to know that if they're lost it, we have to. <laughs> keep going, keep going. No, no, no. Please, no, 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 no please continue. Please continue. <laughs> with hand on heart, she says it with such sincerity. That's too funny. Yeah, she's just decluttering her mind. <coughs> I so am. I'm trying to because I really want and, to hear it. And I'm just doing a dump. <laughs> All right, so go on. But anywho, so she's she's gone down this rabbit hole of mm. panpsychism, which is looking at the at the um, a universal soul and a universal mind. That in fact we're all participating in one mind, and it's one mind that um, we're all drawing thought pro, uh, thoughts from. So that's kind of the, the the concept of panpsychism, and it was a debate that was generated back in the 1500s. And um, scientists now and philosophers now are starting to generate the same debate. Anyway, of course, my sister's right into that. But she never would have had the brain space to do that before, you know, because it was so full of, you know, she's got an incredibly demanding and successful business, so full of that, you know, the relationships, the the business, her weight, you know, and it was all just a constant challenge. So I think it's so connected, isn't it? It it is. It Mm. is. And I really want to acknowledge you, Cindy, because... You you've really turned a light on for everybody in my family. You started with me, but the ripple effect of what you've done in my family has been extraordinary. My beautiful brother, who I just I just I love him with all my heart and soul. He's discovering a whole new um, way of of looking at food and his health and his well being, and you know that's going to have its own ripple effect in his family and the people that he knows. The same with my sister and even my mum. Oh, my God. Yesterday I went to my mum's place and we made raw cacao chocolate with coconut oil. <laughs> I turned up at my mum's place as a surprise and there she's got it all lined up on her sink and I was just in perfect time to show her how to do the proportions of it. Isn't that beautiful? So I just want to tell you how what a rock star you are and how much I love you. You're very welcome, but you know what? 
you open your mouth. <laughs> I just looked at you and told you what to do, and now you've told your family. Because I do talk a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and that's what it is. <laughs> it's, it's word of mouth. Mm. It's, you know, I say something to somebody and then they say it to somebody else and then, and so on and so on. And it's, it's, that's well, the way it, it needs, works. It needs to light in the person yes. that you've said it to. Yes, yes. True. In order for them to pass mm. it on. So and it did yeah. take me a couple of years. Yeah. But it did work. Yeah, it did. It mm. did happen. It's, that's Not what the word, it but it did the, the word persistence was created <laughs> for people like this. <laughs> she said that. She did. Let me, let me read this to you about decluttering. <clears throat> this is what the experts say. Things that are left undone can be your own undoing. They just add stress and waste precious time. Organizing is the act of giving yourself more time and peace of mind. Psychologists describe attachment to clutter as an emotional condition that can bring with it embarrassment, stress, and depression. Mm -hmm. At its worst, it becomes hoarding, which reflects a more serious obsessive-compulsive disorder and requires much more long-term solution. Most of us, though, can learn to deal with clutter, starting from the moment we recognise the many benefits of decluttering our space. Quite simply, being organised gives you more time for the things you want to do, like cooking, exercising, family time, taking a bath, you time. That's very important to mental health, says personal organiser so-and-so. To put it another way, decluttering is the number one step in the feng shui process because if energy can't flow freely, nothing else can begin to improve. She says the bedroom is the best place to start since this is the most important room for healing and rejuvenation. Oh, I kind of like that a yeah, lot. And you started in the bedrooms. Yeah, yeah, I did. Mm. I, I did. I started in the bedrooms. And it's funny, when I'm going into a bit of a, gosh, this house needs a, you know, you just get to that, something triggers mm. for me and it's always the bedrooms. And it's usually mm. I start off in the kids' rooms because that's the rooms that start irritating yeah. me because they just kind of, well, Taylor's pretty tidy, but still, you know, we get stuff. And we do the same thing. We do that whole thing of passing it on or passing it to families mm. with kids that have got smaller kids or, or whatever. And I think it's such... A, our children, every Christmas, we clear out any toys or anything, clothes that they haven't worn for that year or things they haven't played with. Because we, we always think around Christmas time there's a lot of children that aren't so lucky as us. Mm. And to us, it's they choose which gifts they're going to give. Even if they still play with them a little bit, if they kind of think they're growing out of it, it's their decision. And we, we make it quite a ritual, mm. um, decluttering. And I love decluttering my pantry and my bathroom cupboards. I just, Danny can't believe how much makeup and things, you know, I, I can't believe how many things I have in my bathroom cupboard. I think I've decluttered and then I look in there. What is it with girls? Well, do you know what's so funny? I went to Ikea a couple of weeks ago and they had these really gorgeous um, drawer organisers. And they're soft and they're 10 bucks and you get like five or six little square boxes that fit inside your drawers for 10 bucks. So I love organisation. Yeah. And I, well, I've never been an organised person. I'm not chaotic, but I'm not the organiser. It must be organised, so I pay somebody to come and do it. But I'm not the person who will take the time to do that because I find it incredibly tedious. Mm. Yeah, I do. I find it de um, dramatically tedious, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I could have a woe is me moment about it. <laughs> um, but I did that in my bathroom drawers too. Did you? Yeah, but when I bought these little boxes from Ikea, I got a big garbage bag and I put it in the bathroom. Matt held it and he was brutal. And he's going, you don't need that, you don't wear that, you don't wear that. And I said to him, you don't even know what I wear. <laughs> but you know, I filled up two garbage bags full of makeup and hair product and um, moisturisers and soaps and uh, uh, nail stuff and lipsticks because I just went through wow. and threw out everything that was tested on animals and everything that wasn't natural. 
其实 you are a girl. Yeah. You are really yeah. a girl. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, go on. Correct. That is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Go okay. on. One of the more feminine. Yes, you are. Karen, what do you think about this?、Um, many clutterers have suffered emotional trauma, depression, chronic pain, or the death of a loved one. Oh, stop it! You think? Ah,、uh, okay. Let me put my psychological hat on rather than back to me in the bathroom with the garbage bags.、Um, <laughs> Okay, so well, definitely, definitely,、mm-hmm. because what lands up happening,、um, the cluttering becomes a mechanism, or it becomes almost like an addiction, because what's left in the in what what the person is suffering with is loss of something, or disconnection from themselves, or、um, there's there's pain there. So we look to fill the pain and relieve the pain. And because we're not going inside to fill the pain or relieve the pain ourselves, we're not giving ourselves that self-love and connecting to ourselves. We're looking for it outside, and in looking for it outside, it shows up in the form of addictions. And some people will show up in the form of hoarding. Some people will have the form of it will show up in the form of sexual addiction, alcoholism, drugs,、um, shopping addictions. That you know, like the, all of those things are the beginnings of addictions. So definitely. From a psychological perspective, damn right. So, what about? I don't know if you guys. There's a couple of streets here,、um, up in Twin Waters, up just past where we all live. And my friend lives in this one street. And at the very end of her street, I should put the photo up on Facebook. It's. I, I'm just gobsmacked at this house. They have there the garage can't even shut. Oh, it is, nice. It has got boxes and garden chairs and. And statues, and paintings, and bins, and and stuff. I, I just, I I sit outside of it every time, going, "That's the extreme." Have you、it? seen those hoarding shows? Yes. Have you ever watched? Yes,、them? they freak me out. Me too. I just go, they can't even open their doors. Well, there was、um, one of the.、Uh, I've got a Facebook page called Karen's Couch. And on Karen's couch, it's a lot of people that are coming onto the couch and bearing their soul from you know looking for psychological support. And there was one particular woman who sent me in her story, and she had a hoarding problem. Her issue was her whole house was just filled to the brim. Her children were thirteen、uh, and sixteen, and each of their rooms were filled to the brim, so that they could barely see the bedrooms. And she showed me photos of each of the bedrooms. They could barely find their bed, much less make it to the kitchen to get something to eat. God,、um, Department of Community Services had been around, and you know that had become an issue. But the the reason why this was an issue for her, and she was very ready to become public with it. You know, this was somebody who was ready to heal,、yeah. and I was just over the moon to be able to work with her behind the scenes. I didn't run it through Facebook. I worked with her behind. What、um, what what landed up happening was the crescendo for her. Was that she had hired four giant storage units to store all the extra stuff that she kept buying and buying and buying, and those four storage units were full to the brim, and her husband had found out. Wow! And she'd been hiding it from her husband for about four years, and、um, he finally found out when she had to take the fourth one. He found out、uh, through a credit card bill or something along those lines. Um, amazing, like just amazing. Now that was a classic example of somebody who was incredibly in. She was in a lot of pain emotionally. Beautiful family that just adored her and lived with her through all of that, and the love for her never changed from her husband or from her children. 
There was no resentment. There was no nothing from that perspective. So she had an incredible amount of love in her life and she was obviously able to continue to regenerate in that. But the, the cluttering in her life was what was so disturbing to her. Um, but did, she was did she ready, heal? She was ready. Do you heal yeah. from that? Well, you do. You do when you get the addiction, and you do get. You do heal when you realise the source of the addiction, because awareness is fifty percent of the battle won, and the other fifty percent is simply re-educating and reconditioning. Once you know the alternative, and you're willing to choose the alternative, because a person has to be ready to heal. They've got to be ready to say that this cluttering isn't working for me anymore, and the alternative is decluttering. You know, if it's at the addiction level, you know, mm. like what I've got with my <clears throat> shoes, let's just not say I'm addicted. <laughs> <laughs> um, we won't go there. We won't, we won't go there. Shoes, shoes are fine. Shoes are fine. Mind you, I must confess, I do have four storage sheds full. Stop it. Oh, no. <laughs> that's no. why she wants to buy that shed near me. I was going to say, no, no, that's she's not fine. It's not a shed, it's a factory. <laughs> it's a factory. Yeah, it's a factory for her shoes. <laughs> But it was, an, it was the most amazing thing about that was to actually watch somebody who was really ready mm-hmm. um, to declutter and clean up her house and clean up her, her life and, and the, the um, room that that made in her life for her kids and for her, her family to express themselves in her life. She, you know, it was like she'd never seen them before mm-hmm. because she couldn't see them through all the clutter in her life and now she's got a completely different experience of life. I still keep in touch with her now. That was about a year and a half ago. Amazing. A beautiful story. You know, Amazing. Um, my, Danny, my husband's grandmother, we always used to joke going to her house because, you know, old people's homes, there was one bedroom that the door was closed most of the time. But if you dared to ever open the door, it was filled with stuff. And everyone used to talk about when she'd pass away, who was going to get the job, you know. And she started to try and clear it out as she was getting a little bit older and things like that. But her mindset wasn't so much, I don't think it was like an obsessive-compulsive disorder. It was more coming through the war era. It was more about not wasting and and you could reuse that again later. That was the feeling I got with her, that it was more about how to to make use of these products. I mean, this woman still, she's, she's passed away now, sadly, but she would still recycle her water out of the washing machine to put in the garden yeah you know just and so i think some people have a more of a the mindset's more about conserving than it is cluttering and yet the clutter was huge but see still though even though the intention is conservation Mm -hmm. and reuse and recycling the, the 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 logic around that in that to have a room full of stuff logic actually tells you that I can't even get to the stuff in that room, much mm. less be able to reuse it. Mm. So still to that, in, in that extent, there's still a need for healing something, even though the desire is to be conservative from that and, area. And that very well could have happened when her husband passed away, which is when I just oh, met yeah. her, you know, you're right. She um, was looking to... And often they are, often they are. It's like a, a bad divorce or yeah. something like that, and they start it. And, and what's interesting is... Um, you know, what do we do in times of stress? What, what are we thinking in times of stress? And I'm just going through what we're saying. And I know when I'm really stressed, my main thought is this. I want to put a backpack on my back and go walk about. Mm-hmm. That, that's my main thing is like, just get, get me out of this stuff, out of this clutter, out of this crap, out of everything. Like even with our office, you know, we've got two large warehouses. You know, we have those two large warehouses 
and I, and I have to buy things for them. You know, I have to buy desks and, and chairs and I've got to buy, we're doing a film recording studio and we're doing, and I have to buy stuff for it and I'm struggling with the purchase of these things because I keep thinking it's just so much stuff. So when I get stressed, all I want to do is put a backpack on my back and go. I remember, um, you know, third pregnancy. I don't know how I could have done it, but I just wanted to leave. You know, oh, right? How do I get out of this whole thing? You know, <laughs> I just wanted to leave. I wanted to declutter everything out of my life and just leave. Whereas, what happens to you? Do you just go buy shoes, well, Karen? Well, as a matter of fact, um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, no, no, no I, I say this to Matt all the time. Do not piss me off because I will buy. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Kimmy? I, I quite, I do, but I actually do both. Um, I'll either do one or either. I'll go for a run. Or I'll go shopping. Yeah. It's really weird. <laughs> Isn't that I'll funny? go running or shopping. I know. And running, shopping, running, shopping. Oh, I don't know. And it depends and I got the on the mood. On. And it depends on the mood. What, let me ask you both some tips for decluttering then. Like, what would you do? I know for me, for example, with my car, people always comment how tidy my car is. And yet I've got kids and there's stuff everywhere and I've got a, stuff I'm always transporting with my product. I just have a rule. No one, nothing is allowed to be left in my car. So when we get home, everything's out. I, I, you know, whereas my girlfriend, her car is cluttered to the max because there's kids' jumpers, a school shoe. Or, but I can't stand that feeling of not knowing where something is. So for me, that's one rule for me. Everything has its place yes, everything. and everything in its place. I like that. I'm with you. I, I do the same thing. Everything comes out of my car. And then, and but you know, like I look at what I drag in and out of my car, and it's the same thing I drag into it as I drag out of it. (laughs) But I do, I'm the same. I like everything, so I know where it is. So that's that's Mm. a real strategy with me: is everything has a place, and if I have no place for it, something gets chucked. I had a girlfriend the other day. I needed her to grab something. I was away. We were on our retreat, and I needed her to grab something out of my wardrobe that I'd forgotten. And and I said to her, Mel, if you just go into my wardrobe, in the middle section of the second side of that, you'll see there's a white pair of pants there. And right above that is the, the scarf that I want to go with it. And if you look to the bottom left on the second shelf down to the left, you'll actually see my shoes. <laughs> she did. She, I listened to her. She rang me and she goes, oh, my God, you have so directed me in the right place. My brother gives me grief all the time. They joke that, you know, Kim, where are the scissors? Oh, that's right, in the second drawer on the right-hand side of the third drawer down sitting at the back on the left left side. Or something, you know, behind the egg Behind the egg bed. <laughs> exactly. And, and it's not that I'm a real precise type. No, no, not that. No, not that at all. No, I'm not. I've trained myself to do this. It's right. not my natural behaviour. Right. It's not. I've really it's trained myself. If I'm not yeah. organised, like I cannot sit down on my desk to start writing or working if there's clutter. I just, I can't bear it. I need a clean slate. Yeah. But the worst part is when I was working at home is then I'd clean my desk and I'd take something to the kitchen and I'd go, actually, the kitchen needs clearing too. Danny used to laugh all the time. I laid on his, uh, his bed when I first met him and I was lying there and I remember looking up and seeing a cobweb and I thought, oh, my gosh, there's a cobweb up there. I need to vacuum. Four hours later, I'd cleaned the house, I'd wiped everything down, I'd cleaned the bathroom and everything, laid back down on the bed and realised I'd missed the bloody cop. <laughs> <laughs> but I get, I, get mm. so, I get quite a buzz out of cleaning and clearing. Yeah. So I, I, I do too. Mm. I'm, I love, I just, I love that, that feeling of everything's cleared, everything's um, ready for me to sit down and, and I'm, I have a clear mind. I'm not thinking, oh, I've got to do the washing and that should be out and this should be done. I, I get it done. It's like my Sundays is my organisation. First of all, I declutter the kitchen of crap food that's, you know, the carrots have gone 
limp um, and the lettuce is smelling. So I get rid of all of that and then I go to the market and then I put everything back in and I have it all placed properly and I do all my cooking. And Sunday for me is that time to, or the weekend for me is that time to, you know, declutter and restock the food. Mm. Because if I've not got food right for the rest of the week, my week is shocking. Mm. I'll come home all last week because we did Awaken the Change within, you know, weeks ago. But all that week after it, um, what happened was I wasn't home until the Sunday and I started work back on the Monday. I had no time to get stocks in, make all my primary products that I normally make, like pestos and and things like that and and roasts so I've got cold cuts. Everything wasn't ready. I'd get home of an evening and I'd sit and I'd I'd, I'd look in the fridge and it was like, there's nothing for me to eat. What do I eat? What what, what can Mm. I do? And I had a really bad week. And not eating bad food but just eating the the ones that I, the food that I would normally not eat so mm. I would sit down to bananas yogurt um, dates and nuts instead of meat and vegetables so I would that do sounds, something like that, that sounds fabulous to yeah. me but it's not a dinner that is good that I enjoy I, I don't want to have that for dinner I want meat and veggies for dinner I oh, know that she's a good. carnival I'm a carnival I was going to yeah. say she sounds yummy is there something yeah. wrong with that other than the yogurt. No, no, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just that but what, you're not what sustains me yeah, yeah, yeah. is that big plate of salad with a bit of veggie in my meat or meat and veg. It's just, for me, that's what sustains me for the next day. Mm. And so that was a real struggle. The, but we're talking about physical clutter here. There's yeah. also mental clutter and there's also emotional clutter. And I, I don't think we can just address the, the physical clutter. We have to also address our mental clutter. And what are some strategies that you two use for your mental clutter? Karen, you must have a lot of mental clutter. (laughs) (laughs) Karen, what do you do? What is this? They say that with the nicest look on their faces. I tell you bloody what. What's it like inside that mind of yours? What comes out of that brain? We go, where did that come from? It's incredibly busy in there. It is. (laughs) What do you, oh. How do you clear it? Clutter, declutter. <laughs> Tell us your secret. <laughs> maybe she doesn't. Maybe just maybe it just becomes bigger. Well, do you know? Well, she's. I'd like. I'd like to think that was true. <laughs> no, but you know what it is. I have a monthly membership called the Gateway, and it's a monthly membership coaching program, and um, it's probably one of the most vital things in my life. The Gateway Coaching Program is my outlet because I'm studying and researching the mind, psychology, the effects, you know, the broadness of it, the universality, universality, <laughs> yeah. universalnessity. Yeah, either one word. of those. All of that, all of that what <laughs> she said. <laughs> D, all of the above. Um, and I'm, you know, in, in a constant and perpetual state of research, like you are, Cindy. There's not a second that goes by that I'm not researching something or reading something or investigating down a rabbit hole. So for me, it is really busy between my two ears. But once I discover something I and I've worked with it and I've put, implemented it into my own life and proven it to be a success, I then upload it onto the Gateway Coaching Program and then that becomes part of... Um, you know, the, the coaching program that all of my members have access to on a monthly basis. 
So that's how I do my my dumps. Dump. Yeah, what a great idea. But you do that with an article. You'll do it with well, an article. I do it with an article or a blog. Yeah. But you do it on on video. Yours is video, isn't it? The yeah. Gateway. Yeah. yeah. Well, mine's video every month, and then every quarter we do a live webinar together where I give extra yeah. content for an hour on something that is totally mind blowing that nobody's discovered or talking about. So I go in search of something that no one is talking about. And that then, um, you know, I mean, it's an incredible experience for me because it keeps me on the cutting edge all the time. Mm -hmm. And I created the Gateway Coaching Program to keep me on the cutting edge Mm -hmm. because once you know what you know, you know it. Yeah. And then your job is to share it. So I share it through the coaching program. But then once I've shared it, it becomes empty in my head again. And then I'm able to go in search of something new, and I'm in search of something new every second week. And then so. you've documented it as, as well. That's right. So you've not only studied it, but you, you've documented what you've yeah. learned. So yeah. that because often we learn something, and then two years later we go, "Where did that come from?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you go, "Oh, that's right. I did study that two weeks, two years ago, and I should have written that down." And where did it go? You know, you're always searching for it. Yeah. Oh, what a brilliant idea. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Just, just, just on that, just a little self plug here. <laughs> if anybody is interested in joining me on the Gateway Coaching Program, feel free. Jump onto it's my brilliant. website. It's all the W's, KarenSmith.com. Uh, and I think, yeah, it escapes me now the link, but just go to the Karen Smith uh, website and um, she's just decluttering, going through. I am. The mind is like, see, she's, she's opening up a, a, yes, a yes, filing yes. cabinet, closing it again, opening it, closing it, yeah. opening, closing it. Got it. It's all the W's, <laughs> karensmith.com forward slash member. Bingo. Uh, to become a member the right of the Gateway Coaching Program. God, mm. that was lost in there deep, wasn't it? <laughs> but that, that, I just, that mm. is brilliant. Mm. And a lot of people say meditation or prayer is a way to declutter the mind. I find sometimes if I'm, if I'm full on, though, meditating, sitting there, my mind, until I get past, it's a bit like you were saying, going for a run, you, you take a couple mm. of k's to get into it. Sometimes mm. I take quite a few minutes to get into a meditation because my mind is just going off in every single direction. And the thing I learned about that is don't have attachment to that. Just let it... I, I used to beat myself up for it. And now I go, wow, look where my head's... Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> did you know, did you know my... though, that the natural instinct of the mind is to rest and the natural instinct of the body is to be active? Right. Well, that makes sense then. Yeah. So the natural instinct of the mind, actually it wants to rest Therefore, each time you get a thought, it's a release. So if you don't get those thoughts, then the mind doesn't get the release, which then enables it to rest. But then the body is the one that actually has the inclination to create activity because the body is in and of itself neutral and therefore relies on the the mind and the brain to activate it. So as soon as the brain switches off, the body's like, well, there's nobody to give me instructions. Give me an instruction. Give me an instruction. And then we become, uh, that's where muscle memory and gut, gut instincts and all of that uh, kick in. The, neural, the neurons in the gut and the heart, they kick in to activate the body. And that's when it produces another thought. Wakes up the mind, produces another thought. And that thought, as you release that thought, it allows the mind to then release it and rest again. So, th- so, so it's, good then, it's good then not to beat yourself up for having those thoughts. Oh, it's no, like, for goodness look sake, at it, it's, it's like having a different intention around it, mm. isn't it? And having a, a yeah. different thought process that it's okay. It's all part of the releasing of it and, and resting. And if you sat meditating for a half an hour and all you got was thought after thought after thought after thought, man, you just had a half an hour of pure blissful releasing. Yeah, that's yeah, fa- the mind that needs to do that. It is, Absolutely. because I've never had 
had a blank mind. <laughs> oh, I get it often. <laughs> no, but, you know, like, I try. I, I sat down, you know, we did that beautiful meditation at the Crystal Castle together. Oh, that was I probably that. the best meditation I've ever done. And oh. it was guided by Karen. It was absolutely amazing. She did fall off the rock she was sitting on because she fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. You did. It was so beautiful. But it was my, so relaxing. It was amazing. Mm. But Do I, you want me to give you the recording of that? Because I've actually recorded it. Uh, yes, that would be oh, lovely because it was why don't amazing. And we give it to my beautiful listeners? Yeah. Oh, yeah, how can, can we, we do that? Yeah, of course. Is there a link to it? I can create a link. Yeah. Well, we'll right. put that up on the, we'll we'll put on that the, on the introduction. Because I find... You'll need to show me how to do that. Okay. I find the way your teaching of me with the mind and you with the food, I think that's what makes my body work the way it does because I get the the wonderful chance. You just give me such an ability to release. I don't hold the tension as much as I used to in the past, Karen. Just knowing when I get stressed to actually ask within what's causing that stress, mm. that's been one of the biggest mm. um, releases for me of tension is actually mm. questioning what that stress is. And then when I have that or if I'm feeling that, Often then I'll go and choose food, yeah. something that's going to nutritionally help me process it. Like I actually do it with awareness. Mm. And for me, when I'm decluttering my home, I'll make a big green smoothie and I will, because for me, one of my tips as far as decluttering a home is concerned, don't become overwhelmed with it. Because sometimes no. if you sat there and you went, I've got to de- declutter the whole house, you'll freak. But what I did was, it was over a period of a month. And every night if I had a little bit to do or I'd do a little bit before I went to sleep or every weekend in that four weeks, I would actually do a room or two rooms. And I think that's a key because sometimes you can get overwhelmed in the decluttering mm. of declutter. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, and so and I was just going to give a couple of other tips that, that I've used. It says, is this in mental or physical? This is more about the home, decluttering the okay. home. Because I want to um, get back to the mental. Yeah, 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 but I'm just conscious of the time, and I thought if I get this in, at least then I'll get a word in. Uh, <laughs> Seriously, did we talk the whole time, you and me? I no, no, I'm, so I'm only I think kidding. she's actually been quite dominant in <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> Love you right. I just wanted to get it out. Because we've still got to do emotional decluttering. Yeah, come on, Kimmy, go. Yeah. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. Love them. <laughs> Start small, even if it's only with a single drawer or a cupboard. Make decluttering a quick 15-minute weekly routine. That was the thing I was just saying before. Oh. Get into the habit of putting things away rather than doing it later. That's a biggie. That is a huge one. Yeah. I agree with you because otherwise you just pile, 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 yeah. and then it's and it then becomes it's enormous. Yeah. And welcome to my life. <laughs> Now, here's a goodie. Store away seldom used items and dispose or donate unused ones. You'll be amazed at how many um, things that are in the home that you actually don't use. Like, you know, once we got a Thermomix, I did not need an ice cream maker, rice cooker, juicer. I got rid of all all of it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, you're right. And and it was funny. I was in the laundry um, the other day and I noticed that, I noticed that, like, I've been in my house 17 years and then we moved out for a while when we went travelling around Australia and then moved back in. And so I put everything back where I had it. You know, I didn't really change anything as to where I had it. And I realised I did it because I had little kids. Ah. Mm. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I had little kids and now I don't have kids at home. Like, I'm an empty nester and I still have things in positions because of my little kids. So now How I'm beginning funny. to actually realise that and start to change things around to be 
and more convenient. It, but I also own it for you. Yeah, yeah. Often, yeah. often you do it for your partner or your kids, or you do things yeah. in your home that aren't there. So yeah. all the chemicals were up, up high. You know, yeah, everything yeah. was up high, and every, and nothing was down low. It was like an empty space, and I'm like going well. And, and I don't have a lot chemicals. of chemicals. Exactly. I don't have a lot of chemicals, but it's like the dog stuff. Mm. You know, like we do give him, yes, I do give him flea treatment <gasps> and the cat. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, We're I just da- inundated with fleas. So. Well, I downloaded a, totally off topic again, I downloaded a um, aromatherapy and, book for animals. Uh, I need to get that. because And I, she talks about flea treatments and tick treatments and all of that. I think it's with tea lavender. Tree. A tea tree, yeah. eucalyptus, lavender and lemon are big oils for animals and they, they really work well. And then washing powders, you know, mm. even in natural ones. I don't want my kids having the natural, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So all of those things. And, and my husband does like bleach. He does like bleach. He likes his bleach. He does love like the smell bleach. of bleach. <gasps> he loves his bleach. Oh, really? And petrol. Okay. Oh, petrol. Petrol. Oh, and, and marker pens. Oh, marker pens and glue. Oh, marker glue. pens and glue. Stop it. Stop it. Going? The drug is, keep going. Go with it. Go with the physicals. Stop. <laughs> Find a happy place. Find a happy place. <laughs> um, use plenty of containers when storing items. That's your idea of it. I- Ikea is great for that. If you can yeah, get to an Ikea is. store and you get all these little containers, oh, that's actually good. And Howard's storage is good too. Howard's storage is expensive. expensive. They're Are expensive. They? Ikea is like, Ikea is the price. Yeah, and, and even the budget. Oh, oh Howard Storage didn't get a really good wrap here, did they? Oh, oh sorry no. about that. Oh, no, 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 they're beautiful. I love the products here, but and they're top quality. Yeah, mm. but you, you have just, to you have to agree with you that. Just, it just costs a lot. Yeah, okay, um, move on. And I like this one. Have friends help? They're not as attached to your things as you are. What are you doing later? Okay. I was just thinking they could have We've dinner. Done We've done your house. We have done your kitchen. We've done it. We have done your kitchen. We haven't done it. But she's oh, just she done her bathroom. Done the bathroom. The bathroom's good. I'm shoes? T- I, what about shoes for us? Touch the shoes. Touch the shoes. You're a dead man walking. Okay, let's just go there, touch the shoes. Here she notices. Dead woman walking. <laughs> I want to go into her room. She won't. Move them. You no, will. I will. She's I probably know. got 150 she's... pairs of shoes. If we took one pair, she'd never know. No, I will. I know them. I okay, know two them. last points. Okay, two, two last points. points. Teach your kids to be responsible for their mess. I tell you what, the amount of mothers and fathers that stupidly clean up after their children mm. and then wonder why the heck these kids don't clean up after them, you have to train them. And it is a constant training for about 28 days till they get the point. And they get... Mine got... Jacob cannot go to school of a morning unless his bed's made. Now, Taylor, I never have to say a thing, but Jacob will never make his bleeding bed. And you know what? We're all in the car ready for school, and we take other kids to school as well. And if he hasn't made the bed, he's got to get out and make the bed, and it's making everyone late. Now, everyone's annoyed at him. And now he makes the bed. Do you know what we used to do? I reckon that's a brilliant idea, but you know what we used to do? Howard and I, if they left things lying around and we asked them to pick it up, and if they hadn't been picked up, we would put it in a plastic bag and hide it. And then when they finally figured out that it was missing, they go, Mum, where's this? I go, well, it's in the plastic bag and you owe me money for it. If you want it back, it's, it'll cost you. I like that. Yeah, yeah, that's what we used to Tough do. Tough love. This Tough love. And we just used to put everything. And I'd have a huge plastic bag full of stuff in it. And it would take them a couple of days, maybe a week or two, and then they go, Where, where's this, Mum? And I went, well, you left it on the chair and it's in the plastic bag. And you owe me money. <laughs> You're so rich. Yeah. <laughs> and they're so tidy now. Um, and the last one, which I, I think is will, will take us back into the emotional side, address the emotional reasons as to why you actually collect clutter in the first place. Mm-hmm. There you go. Well done. Well, will we address the emotional, and not the emotional side of decluttering, but how do we declutter Maybe that's another topic because we're at the hour, aren't we? Because yes. my thought was, you know, question. like decluttering 
emotional stuff that's going around you, such as, you know, something's going on with your mother, something's going on with your sister and All your right, girlfriend and your you business what? partner and your let's, whatever's happening. Let's sum this one up. Okay. Why don't we do the next one straight after this one that we could do next week? Because I have the answer of that. Yeah. All right. And I reckon it's a biggie and I reckon that's a okay. rabbit hole. That is a rabbit hole. Not mm. another rabbit hole. Mm. Do you have the energy for a rabbit hole? Yeah, actually, I'd, I would like to Because to I reckon this. a lot of us carry a lot of emotional stuff that yeah. clutters our hearts, our thoughts, and our whole... And then it disrupts our day. Yeah. So I'd be really interested in that, Keza. Okay, done. And before we sign off, I just actually want to say, talk about decluttering. You girls have exfoliated your skin. Decluttered all <laughs> oh, that skin cells. Oh, and, oh, my oh, God, my you look fabulous. <laughs> well, we she did. Did. Tell them what you did. Yeah, we'll tell the story, will we? <laughs> so... Um, we had a meeting. We had a meeting. We had a meeting a couple of days ago, and <laughs> and the the other people that were at the meeting had left, and it was just the three of us left, and we were going to do a um, a podcast. And Karen walks into the room after saying goodbye to everybody, and Kim and I are just chatting, and she says, "What did you say?" Game to I said, "The right. game changer." I said, "Right, girls, I've got something I need to talk to you about. This is serious." And I was standing up, and they were we're sitting gone. down. Yeah. We've gone. Oh, wow. And you, you should have seen. And it's a game changer. You said yes. I said this is serious, and. It's a game changer. <laughs> and you should have seen their faces. They were like, oh, my God, we're in trouble. And no, I actually thought we were going to do something exciting. Isn't that funny? I didn't think I was in trouble. Oh, really? No. Cindy, Cindy just looked at me like, oh, oh MG. What have I done? OMG. She <laughs> did. She looked like a naughty little schoolgirl. Oh, see, I was naughty. I went the other way. Oh, what are we doing? Can we play? Can we play? And I said to them, you've got dry skin. <laughs> and Kim and I look at each other and we went, well, I, I, we were gobsmacked. We looked at each other and went, it's a game changer. <laughs> Well, actually, it has been a game changer. It has changer. been a game changer. Well, it has because. been a game changer because you should see their skin. They have decluttered the dead skin and cells. And we, for four weeks, neglected ourselves. We did. And got cluttered. Our skin got cluttered. Mm. It's so true. Mm. Skin cluttered up with dry skin cells. There was no exfoliation going on. And you look on. so good for 74 now. <laughs> she is so... I'm so going into a shoe cupboard. Can you wind up? I'm, I'm serious. I'm so going into that cupboard. But we did. We, we Like Karen said, basically, we need an exfoliant. Mm-hmm. And we needed up heavier moisturiser and up the ante on the moisturiser. And and we hadn't, I hadn't been doing that. You know, I hadn't been doing either. And I hadn't noticed. Nothing like a good friend. Nothing like a good friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I'm here for, girls. So it was so funny. The very next day, Kim and I caught up and I said, Look, I've exfoliated. <laughs> we took a photo and then we texted it to Kezza going, exfoliated and nourished to the max. <laughs> Thank you for that, Karen. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. You know, you know me, I'll always tell you when you're looking ugly. Okay. <laughs> we never tell her. Never. She never looks ugly, though. No, because I'm Princess Perfect. You are. She oh, is. Like the makeup. Like I oh. have makeup that sits in a little drawer. Like, like it's... No, mine arrives in a trailer. <laughs> well, that's the size of my phone. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. When we, we travel, haven't seen her in the morning. We haven't. She doesn't room with us when we're away. No, correct? I know. And there that. is a reason why. <laughs> I don't want to shatter the illusion. <laughs> we love you. Oh, I hope this has been an entertaining podcast. It's certainly been one of the easier ones for us to actually deliver. So we hope you've enjoyed it. Look, jump online and post all of your comments about, you know, um, your own decluttering attempts or where you've decluttered in your life or what you still think you need to declutter. Do you need an exfoliant or do you just need to clean out your car? Or perhaps you need to send me a message on Karen's couch if it's a little more severe than that. (laughs) (laughs) We love hearing from you. So jump onto our Facebook page at All the W's on um, Facebook, 
facebook.com forward slash up for a chat. So jump on and post all of your comments. We absolutely love to hear from you. And we also love to hear about the topics that you want us to discuss. It's time for you guys to refresh and start posting ideas and things that you want us to talk about on our podcasts. Because we'll keep going. (laughs) And Kim's made that clear. Although I'm the one who talks a lot, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> or you can also go to thewellnesscouch.com <laughs> forward slash up for a chat. Oh my goodness, you should see these girls. We're going to a wardrobe. <laughs> They've already walked out the room. Oh, stop it. Join us next week on Up for a Chat and be part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. We'll see you there. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Hi, this is Dr. Lawrence Tam from Inside the Champion's Mind. So how does spending 10 hours with the Wellness Guys, the Upper Chat Girls, and 500 other wellness-minded people sound to you? Well, on Saturday, August 17th at the Crown in Melbourne is the place to be for our next Wellness Summit. Group discounts are available for 10 or more delegates, so why not bring your colleagues, your friends, and family for even greater experience? For group discounts and to secure your spot, go to thewellnesssummit.com.